Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of What Be Good Show. I am your host, Dylan. I'm here with my other host, my pal, my buddy, my best friend, my amigo, Brian. What's up? What's up, Dylan? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We got a little bit of a nice relaxed episode this week. Yeah. I honestly, I think people will like this in a surprising way, much like we felt about the movie we're covering. Yep. So today, very unplanned, we are reviewing Ready or Not, the 2019 dark comedy slash horror film, if you Mm -hmm. want to call it that, which Brian and I went and saw Spur of the Moment after work uh, last week. And I think we both liked it a lot. We'll get into that Mm -hmm. uh, shortly. Uh, But first, there is there is some news. All right. Let's get into it. That we can kind of touch up on. Well, uh, first, Joker still getting high praise mm-hmm. it apparently it, it it won the uh the golden lion at the venice film festival which Very is like nice. that one of the highest awards you can get the previous two winners were roma and shape of water mm-hmm. so obviously shape of water won best picture in 2017 roma was a heavy favorite did not end up winning in 2018 and mm-hmm. then now so you have the joker which so i dare i say I think this is now propelled past Star Wars. In terms of hype for you? Yeah, I think that I am now all in on this movie. It's either go big or go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, apparently Phoenix somehow, because I thought Leonardo DiCaprio gave the performance of his career in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Apparently Phoenix is better. Oh, my God. So I, I, I couldn't like, be more excited for this, honestly. We're locked and loaded. We have about three weeks to go mm-hmm. until it comes out, give or take a few days. But, buddy, I, I'm, I'm excited. It's apparently, it was tearing it up at TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, I think they, they did something where they canceled their awards ceremony. It's like, it's a good pre-Oscar indicator for the people that win at these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, Renee Zellweger and Scarlett Johansson are the heavy, heavy favorites for Best Actress this year. For mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger for playing Judy Garland and Judy and Scarlett Johansson and... I, th- I believe it's called uh, a marriage a marriage story. Okay. It's her and, a- her and Adam Driver. It's going to be a Netflix movie, but it's also going to be on the theaters. Apparently, it's unbelievable, and oh, she's cool. unbelievable, even though she said some problematic shit recently. Listen, if Scarlett Johansson can just stop talking, I think that'd just be good. Stop stop backing child predators. Yeah. Stop doing that. Oof. I saw it funny, too. It was like Scarlett Johansson... It feels like she made a deal with the devil that like she'll have an amazing career, but every few months she has to say something really terrible. Just want to say, just want to say, this is an anti Woody Allen podcast. Mm, I just, I can co-sign that. Just throwing that. I think he makes below average movies. Mm. I, this is an anti Woody Allen podcast. Yeah, but, I've I've never really watched his movies because uh, I learned about him before I saw any of his movies, and I was like, I'm okay. I don't need to. You don't, need, you don't even need to keep the discussion going mm. from here. So, Joker, man, yeah, I, I am, I can't wait. It's, yeah, I think it's past Star Wars now, because it's just, there's just so much hype there now, and part of, part of the scariest, the scariness of it is that n- now there's so much prospect to fail too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, it's just, uh, it could be that now it's overhyped, but right. I think, I think this is gonna be, for basically what I read, this is gonna be something that we basically have never seen before, which is, mm-hmm. I believe, it's, it's yeah. To be able to take a genre like the superhero comic book genre where it's at right now, mm-hmm. and if they're gonna do something like flip it on its head and make it basically like a drama, like mm-hmm. they're just gonna start turning superheroes into dramas now, I'm all I'm here for it. If because I I would love for something something as crazy as the Joker, and it, it, apparently it's it throws a lot of 
of references to major comic books, things like The Killing Joke, mm. Death on a Fan, things like that. Just a little like nods to that, which I, I really appreciate. But it's, it's it's its own it's its own movie, it's its own story, and I can't fucking wait. This is this is now pushed to my front, my uh, my most anticipated movie of 2019. Yeah, I want to like definitely mention and give credit to Warner Brothers and DC being like, okay, let's take this risk. Um, we've tried this kind of like Avengers ripoff path; it didn't work out. Let's kind of go back to the drawing board and get back to what we're good at, which is making like high quality superhero films. Yeah. You know, emphasis on films rather than movies, if, if that makes sense, like more artistically challenging and interesting films. So I'm excited for this, man. I know there's obviously always going to be, you know, division amongst people online just because of the the type of character that the Joker is um, and what, you know, some more like, I would say like edgelord fans kind of, yeah, go kind of glom onto him and maybe misinterpret what he represents and maybe idolize things that shouldn't be idolized. But I think if you can get past that and just like understand, like this is just a fictional story and enjoy it for what it is, you'll have a good time with it from what we're hearing anyways. So some, some other news I actually just stumbled upon mm. that we can kind of uh, branch off of from the Joker. Okay. Is yeah. that there is some rumors slash leaks apparently of the Batman script mm -hmm. and spoilers, I guess, but we don't have no indication this is true or not, but apparently it's based on the comic series long Halloween. Oh, which interesting. Okay. I don't, I don't know if you've read. I've never read it. I know the premise of it, mm -hmm. and I guess we won't go too far into it. It, it heavily involves uh, Harvey Dent slash Two Face, mm -hmm. I believe, the Riddler, the Penguin, and a nonsensical villain called Calendar Man, which is which is the, the most comic book villain of all time. Yes calendar man honestly we Batman. definitely talked about this and i said the same thing on some other podcast that we calendar did man. yeah where we brought up calendar man and i said it was the most comic book villain of all time because it is yeah I, I guess so so i'm actually because i'm trying to find a quote for for our next uh our next topic that we'll be talking about and i just stumbled upon that mm -hmm. so very very interesting I, I i i the long halloween i know of it i've never read it I, 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 it's something I would be very curious how they bring it to the screen. But mm -hmm. speaking of a movie, I, I really can't wait for that. That the Batman, which I believe it's still being called with Rob Pattinson. Mm -hmm. uh, can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Very excited. Um, on to our next kind of our big news, which is really, really great for us. Great for the pod because something we'll be reviewing and apparently it's quote unquote, astonishingly good. Mm -hmm. I am actually quoting Scott Wampler again on Twitter who we, we quoted last podcast, Scott at Scott Wampler, BMD. He has a lot of good, he's certified. He has uh, a lot of good movie takes. He said, Ad Astra is astonishingly good. I fucking loved it. Exactly what I wanted that movie to be. And then some, and he said, Ad Astra starts off a bit like a less esoteric version of Soderbergh's Solaris. Takes you through a number of wild ass set pieces. There's a moon buggy chase on the moon. That's borderline Mad Max ish. <laughs> And then turns into a space apocalypse now, referencing apocalypse now. Mm. This is uh this 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 movie might now uh, might be tied with Star Wars. Right. Apparently, Ad Astro with, with Brad Pitt is fucking incredible. 
I we just talked about it this week. I think you and I are now going to go see it in IMAX. Yes. Which will be nice. I, I haven't seen a movie in IMAX since I saw Aquaman solo. Solo mm-hmm. Brian. By yeah, myself. I, I'm I'm sorry about that. Again. I still have not seen it. Still have not seen to a tone. first live action movie. It's uh it's it's a complicated sorry, Dylan. <laughs> I have complicated Ad- feelings about Aquaman being adapted. But Ad Astra, apparently unbelievable. That is actually the next movie that I think we'll be reviewing after this week. Well, potentially Hustlers, which we'll be talking about soon. But mm-hmm. Ad Astra comes out next weekend. It's uh, I think you and I are either going to maybe see it Thursday night or that Friday night. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, well, I'm down. Just let me know. And whew, I, I'm so excited for this film. Um, again, I, anything with space, um, sign yeah. me up. Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones. It just, it looks, it, it, I feel like it, it, it looks like such a mystery. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really know what it's going to be, but the, the feel, the, to have, to have it compared to Apocalypse Now and Mad Max, that's just such a wild, like that's just not something I thought this movie would be. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's just, it's very, very intriguing to me. I, I now, I really can't wait. And apparently Brad Pitt's actually better in this than it was at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So maybe the, what the, the hell? <laughs> Brad Pittissant is is apparently mm. fully on right now. Maybe him breaking up with Angelina Jolie was the best thing that's happened to him. Hey, you just focus on movies now. I feel like I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was one of his best performances ever. So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah. So it's only it's only a week away. I think we're going to be trying to do it a lot more when we review movies that we're going to be doing. Or like we're going to either be reviewing them the, the night over, the day after, so we can get right. it out fresh, which is uh, which yep. is great. So there's no pause in between. We've talked about doing. We're going to be doing shows, show reviews. Mm-hmm. Where we, we were going to be reviewing them the night of, and maybe dropping it the day after. So mm-hmm. some big, big things, from, yeah. This is a really, this is a really big fall for 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 Wicked Good Everything, for Wicked Good Show. I'm mm-hmm. really excited, and it starts with what seems to be an outstanding fall of movies, which yes. is is awesome. It's it's great for us, especially after that shit show with It Chapter Two. <laughs> we kind of go into the movie we're reviewing today. It, it is great, mm-hmm. and apparently another movie that we actually. I, we, I don't think we shit all over it, but we said we were going to wait and see what the reviews ever. We thought the potential was there for it to be very, very bad. Is Hustlers, mm-hmm. uh, star, starring Jennifer Lopez, Constance Wu. I don't have the. I, I do have the IMDb up. Is it directed by Jennifer Lopez too? Ooh, am, I don't know. am I making that up? I think I'm making that up. But anyway, stars Jennifer Jennifer Lopez, Constance Wu, Julia Stiles. Uh, Kiki Palmer's in it. Lily Reinhardt and Cardi B. Who the fuck directed this movie? I need to find it. Is it Jennifer Lopez? I don't think. Is it? Is it? I don't remember. Anyway, apparently very good. It has a 87% of Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is actually actually higher than Ad Astro on Rotten Tomatoes. So apparently this movie is very good, only an hour and 47 minutes long after our shit with It. Any short movie, which we will also be referencing shortly, is a A-plus to us. And Brian, I know you're going to see it this week too, so we'll yeah. have a little insider. So uh, I looked it up. Lorene Scafara is yes. the director. Yep. She's known for Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which is really good, and Seeing a Friend for the End of the World, which is pretty alright as well. So pretty alright is the best thing you could say about that. <laughs> yeah. movie, but yes. So I'm now I'm now excited for this. I think I think that we could officially maybe replace a view a review of the pod with for hustlers to take away the goldfish because also apparently goldfish fucking stinks mm-hmm. it it is currently sitting on rotten tomatoes with a 24 percent. i heard it is just a fucking Yikes. snooze fest 
mm. that really just did not need to be made into a movie, at least not in the way it was. So I can can confirm we will not be reviewing the Goldfinch. Sorry, you've been bumped for Hustlers. Yep. So for Hustlers, what so an interesting turn of events. Any other movie that's not twenty four percent. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited. Kind of a, a, a small week of, of news, but, you know, some exciting movies to come out. But there is one more thing that we're going to quickly touch on before we get into our review. Mm. That is that there is another Game of Thrones prequel that has been greenlit Ooh. for HBO. This one is going to be written by George R. R. Martin and Colony co-creator slash executive producer Ryan Condal. Mm. And it is based on... The I don't know, House Targaryen, three hundred years before the uh, events that we just saw on TV and the in the the mothership show Game of Thrones that I believe you've heard of. Yeah, maybe and, maybe people have heard of it. And a, a joke you actually said before we came in the pod, and it's very true, is that if George R. R. Martin is writing and producing mm-hmm. this show, this fucking his book is these, it's over. Are, it's over. Who cares? There is now. I am I am putting at maybe like a five percent chance that. A Dream of Summer comes out. And the only reason I'm giving 5% is because my theory is that he's been co-writing them together. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, those books ain't never coming out. But at least we're going to get a show. And honestly, mm-hmm. the Double Ds are nowhere near involved. Mm-hmm. This is obviously probably going to have a budget just because they've seen the fandom that these shows pulled in. That's pretty fucking massive. Right. And um, if, D&D's not involved. George R. R. Martin is. Some fresh faces. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Because I, I think the world of Westeros and its history... It could be, there's so much more than they can go off of, especially right. stuff that that's the story solidified. This is all gonna be based on uh, his Fire and Blood book, mm, which is based which on is the history. Really cool. Yeah. Yes. So, coming in, I can't wait. I really, I, I, I really, I can't wait for more Game of Thrones stuff. That now that the D and Ds are gone. Yeah, I think honestly, the the best thing they could have done was to like rebuild up hype. Was would be to bring uh, George R. R. Martin in to you know be in charge of this like obviously a lot of people felt burned um by the end of game of thrones and of course that was not a franchise that the hbo wanted to just like forget about so they had to do something and i think this is big enough for people to to be like oh yeah i i'll come back and give this a shot like the more diehard and then the more casual people will be like oh yeah more game of thrones fuck yeah i'm in this is really the first time since the show ended because every time I think about Game of Thrones, anytime I hear Game of Thrones brought up, I I, I basically get sick to my stomach. Right. Not, I don't actually, but I I, I get mad mm. pretty much. Like it's it, it's something I I don't I really don't know if I'll ever go back and watch Game of Thrones just because I know how it ends and it, it pains me yeah. to say because the, basically the first six seasons are are near perfect television, mm. especially especially three four five. Mm. So uh, th- this this brings back a little hole for me that. You know, we're gonna be able to go back to Westeros. We have, there's just so much. There's so much lore and history that George R. Martin basically wrote like two thousand years of history. Mm-hmm. But it, just the world building he did for this is massive. It, it, it's it's textbook the shit that he's done. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also it's gonna be really nice to not have every single fantasy show that is going that is coming out be compared and asked if it's the next Game of Thrones. Yeah, because it actually probably, is. I'll probably just say this is probably the next Game of Thrones because yeah. it's set in Westeros. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't need the Lord of the Rings TV show. I don't need The Witcher, and I'm pretty sure we've said it on the show. And I mean, it's a term I want to stop using. Is is this the next Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Because I, I technically don't want any show to be the next Game of Thrones mm-hmm. because I don't need any show to literally just like bring my mood down for two weeks because of how fucking awful it, right. it ended with writers that don't give a shit. But right. 
uh, Benioff and Weiss can't hurt us anymore. They're not involved in this. I'm sure they'll probably get some bullshit producer credit mm -hmm. when they have nothing to do with the show, which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can go do their fucking Star Wars series. Yeah, but I'm in. I'm in on this. I'm looking forward to it. It probably won't be, probably will be several years before we get it because I, I the other. Yeah. The other Game of Thrones show, which I have no idea what it's even about. Mm -hmm. I, I believe it's been cast. I don't even know if they've shot any of it. I, I don't I don't know if there's even a timetable for when it's going to come out. But whatever that's going to be, sure. But now, if this is going to be based on House Targaryen, which a lot of fucked up shit went on, a lot of cool shit went on. We're going to obviously get a lot of dragons, because there were a lot of dragons mm -hmm. back then. Oh, uh, yeah. I, we're stretching so that CGI budget. Oh, max. man, I can't. Cause, <laughs> technology, when this show comes out, is going to be advanced than what it is now. Mm -hmm. So... Count, count me in. Maybe, maybe just keep ghosts. Don't cut ghosts. Some <laughs> direwolves. Yeah, I mean, this would be before direwolves really died out of Westeros, I think. So, I think it would be cool too to see some old, older House Stark, mm -hmm. like some of the older houses. I think that would be cool. It'd yeah, be we nice get to be like Brand the Builder up in here. We're not, we're not dealing with any with any of the consequences of how the show ended. It's all a prequel. Mm -hmm. I think all the shows that they plan to come out are prequels. I don't really know how they would come out with sequels. So yeah, no great. one wants to touch a sequel series right now. But uh, um, yeah, that's I our, think. That's, sorry. Uh, oh, I was gonna say that's our news for the week. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's a that's a lot of interesting stuff for us to look forward to. Dylan, are you ready to get into this review? Let's do it, baby. Ready or not, Brian and I went and saw it on was it Wednesday? Third, it was uh, Wednesday. Yes, it was Wednesday. Wednesday yes. Right? Uh, Ready or Not came out in 2019, obviously. I think it's been out for about three weeks now. Mm -hmm. uh, um, starring Samara Weaving, who I thought she was fucking awesome in this movie. Mm -hmm. I thought she was great. Adam Brody, Mark O'Brien, Henry Zerny, who you may know from Sharp Objects recently, mm -hmm. Andy McDowell, uh, a couple other people. I have no idea who they are. And this guy, Christian Braun, or Christian Braun, who played my boy Fitch, who I will be getting to in this movie, who I thought was the funniest person in this movie. Uh, Brian, ready or not, it's labeled a horror. It's definitely a comedy, first and foremost, a dark comedy at that. Mm. I had some time to sit on it. I'm actually giving it a 79 out of 100. Nice. When we first left the theater, I was very high on it, and I told you I think I might make this a 90. Right, <laughs> yeah. I have some small issues with it that we can get into mm -hmm. in the spoiler section, but overall, this is just a really fun movie. It's a it's a mindless go to the theater, shut the brain off for an hour and a half, an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it. The movie, this movie's half half the runtime of, of it. That's how goddamn long it was. An hour yeah, and a half. It wastes pretty much no time. Get get right into it. Get in. Get out. It just gets right into it. Explains what the story is. We'll get into that a little a little later. Mm. I, I I liked it a lot. It was I I'm not gonna throw the love it on there. I, I did I liked it a lot. I think a 79 is a really good rating for a movie like this. Mm. Something that we had zero expectations for. I don't think we had any plan to review it, but I loved it. And then like one thing I will say, I think Samara Weaving is like the craziest crossover between Margot Robbie and Emma Stone that I've ever seen before. Oh yeah, yeah, she could definitely be. Because when I if you look at the if you look at the poster for this movie. It looks exactly like Emma Stone, but then during the during the uh, the movie, I'm like, holy shit, this lady looks exactly like Margot Robbie. Mm -hmm. Like it's unbelievable. But yeah, seventy nine out of hundred, Brian. What, what did you think about it? Um, I thought it was definitely a decent movie. Very 
uh, along the lines of we've seen like a, a movement to like make to I guess implement comedy within like other genres lately I would say like we're, we've moved kind of further away from having straight comedies you know we, we don't necessarily have like the Judd Apatow type of movies too often anymore but what we have seen is a lot of like comedic elements being added to like action movies being added to horror movies you know i always think of cabin in the woods as one of the first like straight comedy horror movies that i've ever seen that was like really well executed i'd say this is in a similar vein to that um like you said it's not it's 90 minutes um it doesn't feel like it overstays its welcome in my opinion and for me i think this is like the perfect you don't have anything to do on a Friday or Saturday night. You want to go see a movie. You're not sure what to see. Go see this. You'll enjoy it. If you're a fan of horror, you'll enjoy it. If you're a fan of comedy, even like you said, it's super funny. And uh, yeah, for me, I'm giving this one a five out of ten. Oh, God, that's really low. But it's, it's a horror movie. So for me, like I always like, there are definitely moments when I was watching it where I was like, okay, I, like, I pretty much get how this movie's going to end figured out, like, five minutes into the movie. You know, once you see the, I even, like, w- like during the movie, whispered to you, I was like, okay, that's that person. This is what's, you know. So, gonna... you, you, enjoy, you enjoyed it more than you enjoyed this movie? I did. I thought it is a better movie than this movie. Okay. But I enjoyed it. Um... I guess how to put Co- it. This, this is the confrontation, Brian. <laughs> um, I liked it. I did like it. And I think for a horror movie, it's decent. But I think if I had to, like, give it a tomato rating, I would say it's fresh. You know, like five being on the border of fresh rotten. Um, it's not going to challenge you in any way. And it's a little, like, silly. And some of the jokes don't land that well for me but i think it's a good time at the theaters i just think it's like a more well put together movie in my opinion i think the reason i rated it so low too is that it's both it's exhausting because how long it was mm-hmm. and it's exhausting because i just thought the story itself was exhausting where right. ready or not it, like we said it's it's literally half the runtime of it mm-hmm. it's it, it doesn't have the exhausting strain that it had. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think where that where that took away 10 points from it, I think that this added 10 points. Right gotcha, or not. gotcha. Honestly. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's good. It, it's dark comedy for sure. I, mm-hmm. I I have a real hard time calling this a horror. I think it's more suspense than anything, but it, it's a dark comedy first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see if there's jokes that, that don't land with people. For me personally... There's a lot of jokes about murder, and it's it's as somebody that listens to the last podcast on the left and shit like that all the mm-hmm. time. I, I I found it very very humorous, and right. but I could totally see if it's not for everyone. I I think I could see a lot of people giving this movie like a twenty. I I could see that happening. <laughs> right. I, I'm a little surprised you gave it a five out of ten because I thought you enjoyed it a little bit more. But I did I, enjoy. I, it. I did. I did. I totally understand what you're saying. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not score shaming you at all. But it, it's this is a crazy movie where I think it could be like a twenty or an eighty mm-hmm. clearly. So. But I think it's fun. This is something you can rent when it comes out. I, I, if it's out now, I don't know. Maybe if it could be, it could be available to stream by Halloween. Like I said, I don't think it's scary, but I think it's a great, just shut your brain off on, on a night with uh, your home with the with the wife for the kids or the husband, mm. 
boyfriend girlfriend i think this is a real cool movie to watch it's a, it's a breeze only an hour and a half mm. i liked it a lot I, I i have my issues that we'll get into right now in spoilers but mm. a thought a, th- a thumb and a half up for me yeah i think for me like my first initial reaction i like when it was over i was like that was dumb but that was fun and then uh if, like if we're seeing like a thousand foot view it, it does a lot with the horror you know genre that cabin in the woods does but not as well if that makes sense i don't think it goes as off the rails as cabin in the woods no does. no no for like for Nothing sure it goes I, I think... as off the rails as cabin no, in the woods no 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 because <laughs> it, it's no, Cabin of the Woods. I, we should do like a whole separate like mini review for Cabin of the Woods because I have some thoughts on that movie. Mm. But uh, yeah, this movie it, it, it's such a ridiculous idea that, that you cannot take it seriously, which is also why I think the horror element to it is just not there because the idea itself is just so fucking ridiculous. Mm. And it, it, I don't remember what was brought up in the trailers or not, so I'm, I'm just categorizing the, that as spoilers that we'll get into. But yeah, the idea as a whole is just absurd, which adds to the fun of it, which adds to the comedy of it, just how how seriously the family takes takes this whole premise and it were it honestly worked for me and i i, I like i said i totally understand if a lot of jokes failed for some people um but for me it did not another thing i want to note is that adam brody i'd like to see him in a lot more things yeah, I, I, I feel like i haven't I, seen him in a minute and it was nice to see him in this movie last time i saw him was in shazam hmm. uh, i haven't seen that so that's a little bit of a spoiler but i guess not because you have no idea you know yeah. no no, no reference to it, but yeah, I would like to see him in a lot more things. He was kind of a, he was huge when, what was the name? Oh, what was the name? The OC was that the show mm-hmm. that was came out that big for him? I think he was real big in that. And I remember he was in uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with the guy that they have to kidnap, and then after that, like I feel like he just like fell off. Right. And then what was the other movie he was in? Grind. I fucking I loved Grind when I was a kid. The skateboarding mm-hmm. movie. Oh man, he was, that's, that was the show. That <laughs> right. was actually the first show I remember him from was was Grind. Grind mm. was awesome. Mm. Adam Brody, come on the pod. <laughs> yeah, just come on. He's he's a Gilmore Girls. He was uh... after after Gilbert Gottfried. We'll get Adam Brody. Mm-hmm. Gilbert Gottfried still first and foremost. We have not forgot about Gilbert Gottfried. No, yeah, we, we need we need him on. Oh man! All right, Dylan, you ready to get into spoiler territory? Let's let's get into spoilers. Everybody leaving. Shout out Brian Wong. Love you guys. Yes. All right. Three, two, one, no complaining if you're still here. No, no. So, no, yeah, like I said, the idea as a whole is just so ridiculous. The whole thing about how I, – I guess I also did fully understand that story where they were saying that, like, his grandfather was, like, gifted this card of decks or this this deck of cards that was in this little, like, box thing. Mm-hmm. And then each time it came out, it was something that was, like, random. And then obviously we found out in the end – I forget the guy's name – like old old Joe something. I don't even fucking remember what right. it was. The ghost. Of- he obviously was real. So we all, as we found at the end, it was all real because mm-hmm. they all actually blew up when they when they failed to kill Grace, who's mm-hmm. played by Samara Weaving. And it, that that was obviously the point. You're already sold on ridiculous of the movie, but I'm still kind of like I don't understand. I don't. I didn't understand the whole backstory, and I heard this on another podcast talking about it. Like, do, do, do families that have that old gaming empires really have this much money? Like I don't think oh, so. Do. Yeah, no, no. So, so okay. So the grandfather, he wins this game. He figures out how to open the box. He gets given like this, uh, this basically gift to succeed in business. He goes into a gaming empire. Then his son 
expands on that. And then it, the father, like um, the older guy, Henry Zerny, in this, mm-hmm. Tony, he said that he had brought the business to even more and bought, like, professional sports teams and stuff. Yeah. So okay. I, that's where I'm thinking, like, they got their money, like, you know, he's invested in other stuff. And I'm, I'm glad they explained it because, I, I, like mm-hmm. I said, I don't remember what was explained in the trailers. I can safely say I only watched the trailer once. But because at first you're thinking to yourself, like, how much of a fucking dickhead is this Alex to actually, like, willingly marry Grace and then bring her back here? I'm like, mm-hmm. why would you bring her back here to play this fucking game? Mm-hmm. Like, if you want nothing to do with the family, and I'll get it to Alex. We can get it to Alex right now, actually. I think Alex is by far the worst fucking character in this whole movie. Alex yeah. sucks. Alex is a bitch. I get it. Like, okay, you're in love, but like, honestly, if she, Grace, really wanted to marry you, and you knew that this thing, you, you gotta just, you gotta just not marry her. Like, and he's let her a sel- live her life. He's a selfish dickhead. He says it when when they when she first finds out. He's like, oh, you would have left if I didn't propose you. I'm like, you fucking selfish piece of shit. Yeah, let her like, leave. Just let her leave. <laughs> if there's even a chance somebody gets this card, and I, the whole turn he does. Where he's telling, he's basically telling his mom that like, if it comes between Grace and you, I would have no problem killing you. Mm-hmm. But then when he stumbles upon Grace killing his mom, who, who he obviously knows was in there trying to kill Grace, so it was basically self-defense. Mm-hmm. And like he just turned, and like the, that's the big twist is that he he betrays her mm-hmm. and turns her into the rest of the family after his brother already sacrifices himself. So like that's part of my question too is I wonder if if he thought. That she killed his brother. That that uh, Grace killed Adam Brody. I think it's even worse. I think it's just because she was like, he was like, oh, you're not gonna be with me after all this, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, well, if you're not gonna be with me, I guess I'll just kill you. No, he sucks. And that is, <laughs> it, it is like uh, Grace was awesome. Smart weaving. Her character as a yeah, whole. Grace is great. Was Daniel she... is redeemed. Everyone else awful. Everyone else sucked. And now my boy Finch, though. My boy Fitch, he's he's a piece of shit, but, man, he was <laughs> awesome. I love Fitch. The whole thing, I laughed out loud whenever he was sitting in the bathroom watching the video, mm. learning how to shoot the crossbow. Right. It's just, it, that worked so well. I thought that was so fucking funny. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Alex sucked. I, that was a, he, I, just his whole story, like story arc was just, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It was one of the issues I honestly had where I just, the, the Alex character and then his flip at the end where he betrays Grace. It's mm-hmm. just, I, I and like right after he got done telling his mom that he would have no problem killing his mom for Grace. Like right. it just didn't make, I thought it did make sense to me. It, it was like, it was sort of lazy writing to get there. And that was, that was honestly what brought my score down mm-hmm. when I really started to think about it. It was just that, that I don't know that, that didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. I, um, I think um, the movie definitely had a, issue with the ending there were a lot of like oh okay it's this and then oh no twist this happens and it did it like th- three different times i mean i thought it was awesome when they were all blowing up mm-hmm. and I, I think it was really good i because i thought they were going to the route where they were going to reveal that it wasn't true the whole time they're all just gonna like laugh it off mm-hmm. and be like fuck we just killed three maids um the 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 butler and my wife died and yeah the son um yeah, I was uh, I was happy they decided for it to be real, because that makes it at least like, okay, there's a purpose to all this. But then, where, where does where does Grace go? Does she get found for murder? Oh yeah, she's what, in jail. What, what? She's going to jail. 100%. She has to, be, right? She's, she's covered in, in blood. blood. Like, how do you explain that? There's no. I guess like this. she could try to make a. 
Because another part I, I listened to basically said, like, oh, they were definitely setting up a sequel, which hard, no. hard mm, disagree. No. Hard disagree. Yeah. I guess, like, she she now realizes that power is real. Mm. But I don't think she at any point had to sell her soul to old Joe. We're just going to call him old Joe for the rest of the thing. Sure. That's not. But I, I guess she was fucked. Yeah. I think she knew that. And I love the ending, too. She's like, what happened here? She's like, oh, my fucking in laws. Mm. Um, an, an, another issue I had was and it really bothered me and it's such a minor thing but it really fucking bothered me and, and especially in a movie where it's I said it's it's a shut your brain off and just enjoy it movie is uh, the scene where she she steals the butler's car after he tries to kill her and mm. the on star after after she's been driving for a while may I add you mm. she drive for a while the butler ends up catching up there but the on the equivalent of on star whatever they had it called shuts her car off mm. like great he said police is on the way but then somehow the guy catches up to her, knocks her out, but he also somehow gets the car going again. Yeah, I, I don't that, get that. And the police never showed really, up. I don't know. It really pissed me off when that happens. I'm like, this is just lazy. So you, like, it, it's something so stupid and minor that it it d- didn't affect the movie at all for me. But then like when I'm sitting there thinking about it and I caught it in the moment and happened to him, I'm like, like, why the fuck? How does he drive the car now though, when she doesn't? Like, This is all like... It was just stupid. It was something mm-hmm. really stupid that, like, it was just lazy writing. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I mean, it, it's yeah, that's the type of movie this is. It, it is a lot of fun. It's, it's, this is gonna be up for any Academy Awards. It's not gonna be up for any no. writing. No. Uh, but it, it was uh, as a whole, it was awesome. I loved it. It was the, the dark humor where they killed the the daughter that could never do anything right. Mm-hmm. Uh, super creepy fucking aunt was laugh out loud funny, and you did call it way well before they revealed it in the movie mm-hmm. that she was the 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 bride in the beginning flashback where we see young Daniel and Alex. It was that 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 was this movie. It was great. It's it's a, it's a movie I would definitely see again. This is a great like if you're drinking, you know, you you're having a having a little smoke, you know, mm-hmm. you hang family. It's it's a it's a good laugh. Funny. It's a funny movie. I, like this is a funny movie. Yeah, I agree. And uh, my. My family, every Christmas, we watch a horror movie in the morning. I don't know how mm-hmm. that started, but uh, this might be the as the one I bring family. to Christmas, you know? Yep, as a regular family. Yeah, movie. just normal stuff. Sure is. <laughs> um, this might be the one, because I think it will be a good time for everybody. Agreed. And, uh, yeah, I, I will very, I'm very interested to see what Samara Weaving does next, because I thought she was good, like you said. Just to say, I really, I really hope to see her in, in more things, because I thought she was, she was, she was the highlight of this movie. I, mm-hmm. even though I thought my boy Fitch was hilarious, I, I thought the family, I thought the family was really good, and but, but yeah, Samara Weaving stole the show. She was awesome. Would love to see her in more things. Yeah, uh, she's in the Babysitter also, which is another movie in this vein. Oh yeah, when did you watch that Christmas? Christmas twenty eighteen. <laughs> um, I actually watched that. My uh, my brother was in the hospital for mono, much like oh, Jets boy. quarterback uh, Sam Darnold. Let's say he's the quarterback of the Jets. Oh yeah, um, sucks for them, but it, she's she's really good in that too. And if you liked this movie, I think you would like that also. Let's uh, let's quickly see what she has coming up for her future movies before we get out of here. Because like I said, she is such a crazy mix of Margot Robbie and Emma Stone. It's like, it's distracting to me at, at some times. Mm. So um, she just has... Just one sec, Dylan. What? Did... What? Okay, that's... We can come on at, at like five minutes and give us an update for that. Sorry. All right, that was, that was talking to Adam Brody again with Jenny. 
Yeah, she'll she'll come on in a couple minutes and give a correction for who Adam Brody was. So apparently she's on a TV show called Smilf, which I've never seen. But she's also coming out. She's going to be in uh, Bill and Ted's Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm, interesting. So that is, seems to be the next time that we will see her. Who is she playing? Oh, she is. I don't know who she's playing. But she is in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Confirm. Oh, she's playing Bill's daughter. Interesting. Oh, very okay. interesting. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. 79 of 100, I will see it again. Obviously, people are still listening. They've heard me say that 300 times, but that was this movie. There's no, like, there's no, there doesn't have any, any, uh, she's in fill- three billboards bi- also, I guess. She's the daughter in three billboards. She's Penelope. I haven't seen, I haven't seen three billboards, so I'm not sure. Three billboards in the Penelope. I don't think she was the daughter, but if she was, hot damn. Very interesting. Yeah, and she um, she's only a year older than me, almost to the exact day. So that makes me feel terrible about what I've accomplished. So, as <laughs> as you should, as you should. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we're done with this one? I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna commit to it on the pod now, so we don't ever forget. Mm. Brian and I committed to it today. We're gonna be doing Rick and Morty recaps. Yes. When the new season comes so out. So check that out. Uh, make sure you obviously subscribe to all the channels. We get everything. Subscribe to this one so we can get to 100 subscribers. Go to twitch.tv slash we get everything. Follow there. Follow us on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at we get everything. Dylan, where can they find you? DJ Clubber Lang on Twitter with two B's. DJ Clubber Lang. I'm never gonna spell it. Just spell DJ Clubber Lang. <laughs> And uh, find me on Twitter at the fake Mark. Thank you guys so much for listening and have a great. I love day. you all. <laughs> oh.